Once again, it's time for us to explore the woods all around us. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today, we are once again going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true deep woods horror stories. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. Now, without further ado, sit back, relax, and get ready for some creepy and allegedly true deep woods horror stories. This story is not actually my own, but a close friend of mine, in which I was there but did not have the same experience. Two months ago, my friend, who we will call Alex, was out in the middle of the woods behind his house, messing around and all that stuff teens normally do. Also, his dog Ollie was with us. He is a pit bull and built like an absolute tank. I feel like if you tried to hit him with a log, he would catch it and snap it in half. So, we are in the woods, looking for stuff like deer, fish, and birds by the creek behind our house. We crouch down by the creek to look for some fish and frogs when we hear a twig snap and Ollie starts growling. Alex is saying, quite Ollie, it's probably just a deer, to which I am looking to where the twig snapped, and I'm not initially seeing anything. Then I hear Alex whisper, what the heck is that? I look up to see a 10-foot-tall giant dog standing on its hind legs, staring at us with cold yellow eyes. Ollie is barking like crazy and starting to advance towards the creature. Alex, who is super protective over Ollie, is shouting at him to come back. In one swift motion, the dogman creature swipes at Ollie and sends him flying with a yelp. I am pulling for Alex to leave, but he is not budging. I finally yank him away because Ollie is starting to limp run back to the house. We sprint back to the door. He flings it open and we rush inside and slam it shut. Alex is still looking around and says, where's Ollie? We automatically open the door and look out to see the creature chasing Ollie and trying to snatch him up in his jaws. Ollie is running as fast as he can and flies to the door as Alex shuts and locks it as fast as possible. Ollie has some pretty bad cut marks on his body, some on his head and the back of his legs. We call 911 in hopes that they can kill this thing. We can hear it clawing and whining at the door. Whining turned into barking, and then barking turned into a full-on roar of pure rage and pounding at the door. After this, details get a bit fuzzy in my mind, but this is as close as I can get to remembering. Alex drags me upstairs and calls for Ollie to follow us. The creature bursts through the door and grabs Ollie in his jaw, in which Alex yells and Ollie gives the most human-like dog scream as he is being dragged outside. Police, my dad, and both of his parents all arrive within minutes after this happened. I am in a daze as my brain cannot seem to fully process the situation at hand. Alex is bawling his eyes out and his mom is trying her best to calm him down, while the police and Alex's dad go out there to hunt that creature down. Ten minutes later, they come back in the yard with a torn apart body of Ollie. 
The mood changes from confusion to pure sadness. Two weeks later, Alex kills himself, in which he cut himself deeply in many areas of his body, including his wrist, neck, and torso. After all the things that have happened to me within these years, nobody seems to question why I never go out to make friends or why I will never get near a set of woods ever again. I have lived in the woods my entire life, and I am incredibly happy with it. When about four years ago, I had one Rottweiler Pitbull mix that lived in the house with me as a watchdog, and two hounds that lived outside for chasing down pretty much whatever. One night, the two dogs were scratching at the front door because they stayed outside usually. If they get out, I must look for them for a long time, but they came in and were a little shook up. So I decided to check out their kennel to see why they had decided to come inside tonight. Usually, like I said, they would prefer to stay outside. They did not want to leave the house though. They seemed extremely scared. My big dog listens, and the three others just kind of stay behind him. At first, none of them really seemed to notice anything. But once I got them focused on the trail, he slowly began to take notice. I live in northern Michigan and there are not a lot of places that can trap an animal. Usually, you can tire them out or get them in a tree, so it is a lot of tracking. After about three miles and two water holes, I knew we were getting closer to the answer. All the dogs were on edge, and they seemed extremely nervous. The hound dogs no longer wanted to lead, and I had the big dog dutifully do his job. As we were getting closer and closer, something just felt off. This was something I had never encountered before. It was something that I've never experienced in all my years living out here in the woods. I had to tell my big dog one more time to get back on task, and what I heard was about 20 yards away. He went in, and I heard a loud thump, and then a noise that sounded like a roar or something. I've never heard that roar ever. He came back and he had blood in his mouth, but no injuries, but he was not going back. I shined my light into the trees, and that's when I saw red eyes. They were nowhere near close to the ground, and at that point, we turned around. The hound dogs led the way back to the house, running faster than I've ever seen them go. I've never seen anything like this before or since. I went back the next day looking for tracks, and all I saw were dog tracks and mine. But there was also one set of dog tracks that were much larger than all of my dogs. My biggest dog weighs about 130 pounds as well. I'm from Sweden, and I'm sorry if my grammar is not correct. Terribly sorry about that. This is my story, and it happened to me. So I don't really care what people think about my sanity. I am a dad to four kids. My wife is awesome. I do not use drugs and alcohol, and I am completely sound of mind. But I still cannot explain this story. In Sweden, it is not yet legal to bow hunt, but I still practice anyway. And I've been around a lot in the area where I live. That is the west coast, close to the Norwegian border. I found this awesome overhanging cliff with a waterfall close by. So, I just had to set up a camp. 
I built it to last and stand a storm or two. Anyways, I used that camp for many years, either just getting away for a night or two or bringing my oldest son along. Or like this time, I was alone, my family was away, and I borrowed my sister's dog. This happened on the 26th or the 27th of December in 2018. Me and my borrowed dog, after a long day in the woods and doing hunting stuff and all that good stuff, came back to camp. We settled down, ate, and I made the bed ready for the dog. It was a cold night. The fire was going, and my headlamp was pointing at a book. Suddenly, it came to me. I felt like I was prey. This horrible feeling of fear came upon me out of nowhere. The dog stood up, suddenly looking around, as if they felt it too. I could see in the corner of my eye, something moving. The moon was up, it was not entirely pitch black outside, but creeping shadows, you get used to it. The dog is looking around, really freaking me out, and the feeling of dread and utter helplessness, like you are a victim, whatever you want to call it, is honestly overwhelming. It almost made me pee my pants in fear. In the corner of my eye, I could see something. The rational part of my being told me that I need to stoke the fire. Whatever, for some reason, in my head was just telling me to not let me let this fire go out. Whatever is out there, they know you have seen it. Stoke the fire. The dog was still point on. No sound, no nothing. Just looking straight at the dark figure behind a tree. I was so scared. What the hell am I doing here? I forced myself to hit the sack. The dog was still alive. Time passed. Morning came. I went out about two meters from the camp and in the snow, I found these strange looking wolf prints. I packed up and got the heck out of there. I don't know what was there that night. It could have just been a wolf stalking us. But sometimes, I just wonder if it was maybe something different. Hey Swamp Folk, sorry to interrupt this video, but you already know what's happening. IP Vanish is sponsoring another episode. IP Vanish is a virtual private network, a VPN for short. A VPN is a super important tool that helps you safely browse the internet. You can use a VPN on your computers, tablets, phones, and even things like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use a VPN, all your data is encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever it is you're doing. That's important because what you're doing on the internet is no one else's business but your own. IPVanish helps you remain anonymous and secure on the internet. For listeners of the show, IPVanish is offering an incredible 65% off. That's just $3.49 a month or $31.49 for the year. Here's everything you get with IPVanish. You get an anonymous IP address, which means your personal IP address cannot be tracked by anyone on the web. This also changes anytime you connect. You can circumvent any online censorship. IP Vanish has more than 1,500 servers in 70 plus locations. You can get protection when using public Wi Fi. Remember, with IP Vanish, all your data is encrypted, so no one can snoop on what you're doing. You get 24 7 support. You can email them, chat with them, even give them a call. They're incredibly easy to contact, and they're always there to help. So, go to ipvanish.com slash swamped to claim your 65% savings. That's $349 a month or just $31.49 a year. 
This is the time to sign up. With our discount and their current promotional offerings, you can get a VPN for 65% off. Once again, show these guys some love. They're repeat sponsors of the show and help me out a ton. Remember, it's ipvanish.com slash swamped to get the deal and start protecting yourself online. A few months back, my girlfriend and I were bored, hanging around the house, and spontaneously decided to go out for a hike. We do not go hiking very often, but the idea appealed to both of us, and even though there was only about an hour left of light, we figured we had enough time to go enjoy a hike before it got too dark. We quickly filled up our water bottles, put on the best walking shoes we had, and went out the door, driving up into the mountains. Around my area, there are many hiking trails, with the variety of trails increasing as you go up into the mountains. We tended to stay around the base of the mountains in the occasional case of us hiking, where most people would still be walking. But we wanted to change things up and progressed further up the mountain to a trail a friend of mine had mentioned to me before. We kept a mindful eye on our time and figured that we could hike for a bit and simply enjoy the new environment for us and finish up before it was too late. We arrived at the trailhead and see that there were no cars left along the road where the trail commences, but did not think much of it due to the time. We still had a good 45 minutes until dark, so we continued. We start walking down a steep hill that then recoups the elevation at the bottom with an equally steep hill that you must ascend. We reach the top of this thing, and then it's smooth sailing from there. We see a lone coyote off the trail, quite a ways off, and we even see some rabbits. I made a quip about how those rabbits might need to be careful with that coyote lurking around. She playfully hit me for that one. Approximately less than a mile into this trail, we see a large, fallen tree that made a bridge over a dried riverbed. We decided to take a rest, climb up around on it, and take pictures. We were there for about 10 minutes, and then we resumed hiking. We continued the trail for a short distance until she hears a rustle in the trees behind us. We stop, mildly spooked due to the assumed size of whatever made the rustling, but continue only briefly before she decides she was done and that we need to head back. It is twilight now, and I agree with her, and we turn around and head back to the car. When we made it back to the fallen tree, my shoe had come untied, so I used the trunk to fix my loose laces and look behind us for the first time on the hike. This is uncharacteristic for me, but hey, I was having fun so I'd be paranoid. I see a person, dressed entirely in black with their hood on. They were a pretty significant distance behind us, walking at a slow, even pace. It was not something out of the ordinary. So what if they were wearing black with their hood on? I wear black most of the time and it is pretty cold out. I should not make any assumptions. This does trigger me to be more alert, however, and I informed my girlfriend of this person's presence. It is now dusk. We continue at an intentionally faster pace and go through a winding section of the trail. I will eventually lose sight of the person when we come around the final bend of the section. I figure they are either far behind us and that there is nothing to worry about. Sooner than later, that person is behind us again, but much closer probably 50 feet in comparison to the 100 before. We had increased our speed, so this alarmed us. We briskly walk around another bend, 
and as soon as we come around it, we book it. It seemed to be a natural reaction on both of our parts as we just started running without a word said to initiate it. We are nearing the end of the trail now, and the only thing that's in front of us were those two hills that I mentioned in the beginning. We catch our breath for a moment, and I turn around again. I see the person seemingly halt to sprint upon noticing me looking back, as if they were trying to uphold the illusion of simply walking. At this point, I shall go, and we sprint down the hill. What little light was left made it very hard for us to see where we were going, but we struggled our way through the dense trees surrounding us, and the steep hill proved challenging to run down without a clear path to be seen. We both stumbled down the hill, almost falling multiple times, slamming our feet into rocks and loose brush. But we did not fall, we did not waver, and we did not look behind us. We make it to the bottom, but just continue up the initial hill, and then we make it out. We make it up to the incline to the car. I briefly take a breath in relief, but that's when I see the person emerging onto the trailhead, apparently breathing heavily. Luckily, I threw my car into reverse and we were on the road. We finally get a glimpse of this person. His hood had fallen off his head, exposing his pale complexion and dead eyes that were only illuminated by a single lantern at the end of the trail. He was holding something in his hand, but it was too dark to really see what it was. I was not interested in sticking around to make out the object. I shift into drive and accelerate as fast as my car could muster leaving him behind in the dust of the empty side of the road. There is a trail and park and wooded area right behind my house. Very close to it, there is also a playground, basketball court, etc. And it's a neighborhood park that often has a lot of people around even at night for the skate park and basketball court. Drug deals are fairly often, so we try not to go at night. I often walk from the backyard to the playground with my siblings or whenever we feel like fishing at the little swampy lake area. Just earlier at around 9pm, I walked from my backyard with my little sister and my boyfriend to the playground. It was getting dark and my boyfriend was still playing basketball with my cousins who drove to the park and met us there. So my little sister and I decided to go back home ourselves since it was a short walk. We were walking our usual route, and the backyards of other homes are very visible to us, and so is ours, but it's a little bit further away from the playground, and we are the only people who have a big, tall white fence, so you can't really see over our yard. Anyway, we walk a bit closer. Before we could get too far, I suddenly feel the instinct to look at something. I stop walking, and then I look and turn my head slightly to see some sort of tall white figure. At this point, it's light enough outside to see something far, but too dark to see it very clearly. This figure is not human, to say the least, nor anything I have ever seen in my entire life. I tried hard to think of what this could be, but I realized it looked like something coming toward my sister and I. It was about 20 to 30 feet away in the tree line. Thinking that I was going crazy or that I was just seeing things, I asked my sister if she could see it too, and she pointed at it. She said yes in fright, and she said, I think it's running at us. So we both ran back to the court where my cousins and boyfriend were. 
We ran really fast because we were super scared. I will try my best to describe the figure that I saw, but it's very hard. It was very thin and very tall. It was like a white stick figure. It was probably 15 feet tall, I, I really don't know. It was waving in this weird way, like really fast and I thought it might be a deer because we have seen them before, but obviously not in that type of body shape. This thing could not be a human being, there's just no way. I am a Christian girl at 21 years old and have never seen anything paranormal, but that weird thing my sister and I saw is just unexplainable and it's honestly got me creeped out about what lives in the woods. Just wondering if other people have maybe had something similar happen to them. My parents and others won't believe us and even my sister is doubting what she actually saw. We got too scared to walk back and luckily my brother drove to the park so we got a ride with him instead. The figure was not scary at first, it was just so confusing and I was so perplexed as to what was happening. But then, I felt fear for my life and for my sister's life as I saw it running or coming toward us. So a little background first. My friend lives in a fairly woodsy neighborhood in the more wealthy side of my town so a lot of big houses are spaced out from each other there. He's told me numerous stories about the woods behind his house and about his neighborhood in general. I will share just a few so you can get the gist of how eerie it is over there. One time he was walking down a path in the woods behind his house with his mom when he was younger and they found a perfectly skinned cat, completely intact about five minutes from the house. I even asked the mom about it one time when we were talking about creepy stuff and she said it was true. Another time, he said him and his sister and her friend were really deep in the woods behind the house and they found a polished cube with a pentagram carved into the front side, just sitting on a tree stump. Besides those two experiences, he's also mentioned things like weird satanic drawings, spray painted on the trees, and even a weird Illuminati kind of picture as well. I've even seen a few myself going back there with him and a few other buddies. Oh, and also, one time his garage door camera picked up a video of a completely nude man walking up to the garage door, staring at the camera then walking back off into the woods, all during a rainstorm. It was the weirdest freaking thing. Could have easily been a druggie, but who knows. He still has the video. Anyways, with all that out of the way, I'll get to my experience, which happened about two days ago. It was me, my friend, and our other buddy who was with us. We were driving around all night, just chilling and talking trash. It was around 2 in the morning when we pulled up to his house, so we could all grab us some water and snacks, since we were getting pretty hungry and we were all broke. He went into his garage and then came out to the car, two seconds later saying he heard screaming coming from the woods. Calling his bluff and being pretty superstitious, I walked to the edge of the driveway and listened for whatever was in there. After just a few moments, I was going to walk back to the car when I heard an extremely low-pitched, raspy screech come from the wilderness. It almost sounded like an old man that smoked three packs of cigarettes every single day, wheezing and huffing, way off in the distance. This scared the absolute crap out of me, so I ran back to the car and told my friend to come listen. Now it was the two of us listening. We waited for a few minutes, 
and then heard another scream. But this scream sounded completely different from the first. It was a higher pitch one and almost sounded like a woman. My friend is kind of a scaredy cat, so he ran back to the car like a bat out of hell, locking himself inside. My other friend came back out of his house and listened with me for the screams. It seemed like every five minutes or so we would hear a new scream, a little bit different from the last. We sat in his car in the driveway, and we had the windows down, just listening for new sounds. After about 20 minutes, whatever it was apparently left, and we didn't hear anything else for a while. We googled different native animal distress and mating calls, but couldn't find anything that even remotely compared to what we heard. At first, I thought it might have been a fox or a fisher cat, but it most definitely wasn't. Does anybody listening have any sort of explanation? I'd love to know in the comments down below. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true deep woods horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future video, whether it's a story from the woods or somewhere else, please be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this video gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm, and that's incredibly helpful. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit the subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new video as I upload them nearly every single day in all things natural and supernatural. Don't forget to give us a 5-star rating on iTunes if you're listening over there. It really helps me out. If you're on the go, but don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and pretty much everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. And as I said, it's absolutely free and always will be. If you would like to support the Swamp outside of hitting that like button, giving us a 5-star rating on iTunes, and potentially subscribing to the YouTube channel, maybe check out the merch store. I've got t-shirts, face masks, hoodies, and much more. I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool swamp threads. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story was your favorite tonight and why. Some of these were pretty thought-provoking in my opinion, and I truly wonder what some of these people were actually experiencing out in the woods. I'd love to know your thoughts down below. Thank you as always for supporting the swamp the way you do, this summer has been a lot of fun so far content-wise, and I've got plenty of more scary stories coming your way. Be sure to join me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and pretty much any other social media, and I'll see you guys soon with another creepy video.